0: Futures and options on futures may involve substantial risk and may not be suitable for all investors. Thank you for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura, a show where Laura Taylor, a futures trading industry rock star and one of RJO Futures' top analysts, takes your futures trading questions and answers them on air. Nervous about trading futures? Or do you just want to know more? Got questions? Email her for your chance to have your questions answered on air. Laura will put your mind at ease. So sit back, relax, and learn the ABCs of Trading Futures with Laura.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Laura Taylor, Senior Market Strategist with RJO Futures in Chicago. Uh, Thanks for joining me today. I hope everyone had a pleasant and safe Labor Day holiday. Uh, it was good to take a breath and regroup before we start the last days of summer and going into the final quarter of 2022. Um, I had a few questions here from people and I wanted to address them all at the same time. Um, it, it, the People were asking, wanting to know uh, to how to become more comfortable with trading futures and how are futures in stocks different. Uh, you may want to take a moment, maybe I'm very old fashioned, you know, take a piece of paper, and a pencil or a pen, you draw two columns, one with the header futures and one with the header stocks, and uh, you might want to make notes, but if not, that's fine, too. I just, like I said, I'm very old-fashioned. I do things the, 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 the long way. But, so the, the first comparison uh, will answer the question, uh, what does each represent? Okay, uh, futures is a commitment to, to buy or sell something in the future at an agreed-upon price, uh, for a specific products. Uh, stocks represent ownership in a corporation. Uh, with this comparison, futures covers a wide spectrum of products in various sectors for a short period of time. Stock purchases are for one company and are normally uh, a longer-term investment. Uh, next uh, the issuance of each so here we go futures a so futures exchange uh, such as the CME which is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange or the CBOT the Chicago Board of Trade or NYMEX exchange which is the New York Metals Exchange uh, those are examples you write they write the terms of each contract and offer it as a product to trade uh, on the stocks stocks shares are issued by each individual corporation very sim- simple and short um how many contracts or shares can be traded okay in futures uh, there's no limit to the number of futures contracts that can be traded as long as you have sufficient funds in the, in the account, of course. Um, you do get to a point, though, if you have these bigger hedge funds who are trading, um, multiple contracts or have, carry a large position, it has to be reported to the CFTC, uh, uh, but, uh, there's no limit, and as long as, like I said, as long as it's funded and you can carry the margin for the number of contracts you have, uh, there are no, uh, restrictions that I know of. Uh, In stocks, the number of shares are set by the company's charter and issuance of shares are regulated by filings with the SEC. Um, So there are limits, so you can not buy more than they have. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Next question was on margin. So this is a big question. How does margin differ between the two types of investments? Okay, so futures require a deposit, of about 5 to 20 percent of the value of the, of the futures contract, depending on price level and volatility. Uh, the exchanges set the margin and they will increase or decrease margin requirements based on volume and volatility. You know, For example, a corn contract is equivalent to 5,000 bushels of corn. Corn is trading at $6 per bushel. So that's a value of thirty thousand dollars. that that contract has a value of thirty thousand dollars. The exchange may set the margin at three thousand dollars per contract, which means you are only required to put up a small percentage, ten percent of the full value. Uh, stocks, if stocks are purchased on in a margin account, that requires a minimum initial deposit of 50% of the value of the security and the remaining 50% is considered a loan from the broker who charges interest. So here's where futures have the edge, in my opinion, anyway, the leverage that stocks do not have, uh, the ability to control more for less. Um, The next question was the ability to sell short. Okay, futures Selling is as easy as buying. There are no restrictions. The same amount margin uh, is charged for a long position as a as short position. Uh, as long as you have the money to do so, it doesn't matter if you're a buyer or sell, seller. Uh, this is one reason uh, why a stock trader should have a certain percentage of their portfolio in futures, uh, to be able to sell in the futures what you own in stocks to cover the downside risk. Uh, The other reason is to be able to take advantage of market trends, no matter if they're going up or down. Flexibility is a key factor in investing, and I believe you have that flexibility in futures, which you don't have in stocks. Um, To sell short in stocks, you know, this requires borrowing stock if available and selling when the price is rising. Uh, Futures can be sold as the price is falling, by the way. So it doesn't matter, again, buy or sell, futures no restrictions no extra steps to take and that leads us to the question of risk okay when it comes to futures because the purchase or sale of a futures contract requires a small percentage deposit of the total value of the contract a client can lose more money than the initial deposit this is also something that, this also applies to stocks that are bought on margins a non-margin stock purchase requires 100% deposit, and therefore that represents the total potential loss. You pay $100 for a stock, and it goes to zero value. You lose the $100 you paid. You know, pretty simple. Now, realistically and logically, and using good money management tools, there are a number of reasons why you should never lose everything or more than your or more than that in your investment and futures. When you buy a futures contract, there's an initial margin requirement. Like the corn example I mentioned before. You put $3,000 in the account to initiate the corn, buy, or sell. It doesn't matter. At that point, there's also something called maintenance margin. So it's a lower percentage that you need to make sure your account value does not fall below. So let's say the maintenance margin in the corn is $2,500. This means if... After the first day the trade is put on, your account value trades below $2,500, you'll be on a margin call. You'll then be contacted and asked to do one of two things, send in more funds or exit your position. There's actually a third option, and it's uh, based on market uh, activity. If the market uh, turns around and goes in your favor and it takes you off call before the end of that session, that will also satisfy the call. But basically, are two. You're either going to put more money in the account, or you're going to exit if you're on call uh, below margin by the end of the day, below maintenance margin. You know, here at RJO, uh, we're vi- uh, we are very vigilant and make sure clients are aware of a margin deficit situation. That's the job of a broker. That's my job. It's to, it's to tell my clients, hey, listen, you're getting close to that point. Let's watch it. Let's determine what the next step is. Do you have a stop in, and so forth. Okay. So, in order to avoid this entirely, would be to use a protective stop, like I just said, and that would take you out of your position automatically if the market moves $500 against you or below $2,500 to avoid the triggering of a margin call. Again, working together with a good broker partner is key. There are some firms that will automatically take you out of a contract, uh, out of a position if a margin call is triggered. Unless you're about to go deficit cash in the account, you should be contacted and asked how you wish to cover that call. Risk of capital always goes back to just the same old adage and the thing I always stress is it goes back to good trading rules, money management, management and placement of protective stops on each transaction. So if you need one-on-one tutoring, you need someone to explain to you how to keep yourself in line with margin requirements and how to place those stops, you know, you give me a call and uh, or email me. Now, I know it covered several questions today, but I'm sure there are many more. Uh, I look forward to hearing from everyone and helping you reach a comfort level to add futures to your portfolio. Uh, for now, good trading and best wishes.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Trading Futures with Laura, and we'll catch you in the next episode.